Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Double Dragon for the NES. Double Dragon was developed by Technos and published by Taito in Japan in April of 1988. It was then published by Trade West in the U.S. in June of 1988. Ooh, yeah. And then in Europe in sometime in 1990. Ooh. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this would look a little rough in 1990. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I compared to their ZX Spectrum, maybe this was amazing. Yeah, I, but I feel like by, at that point... Now, they'd already had the Nintendo and Master System. I would imagine maybe even the, you know, because the Genesis came out in like 89 in some places. So maybe even that, you know, they might have been mega driving by this point. Dang, that would maybe. look real bad next to that. So <laughs> now Double Dragon for the NES is based on the 1987 arcade game of the same name. Right on. And the development of that game was led by uh, Yoshihisa Kishimoto. Okay. And it, it was supposed to be a follow-up to uh, Niketsu Koha Kunikun, or Renegade, as it was released in the United States. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this game is kind of a weird offshoot of the Kunio Kun series that we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't like fit in the exact Kunio Kun timeline. It doesn't have the same sprites, but it's adjacent, you know, with the move sets and the, yeah. the makers of it. Very... I like to think this is like the Mad Max future of that world. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Now, being ported to the NES from the arcade, you know, you're going to lose a couple things. Or in this mm -hmm. case, a lot of things. Oh, sure. Uh, mainly two players, simultaneous. It's a big hit, man. It is. And the number of enemies. You can only have two enemies on screen at a time in this NES version. Which was kind of a standard for games of this type for a while, you know. I'm assuming based on hardware limitations. Yeah, definitely. And then, of course, the uh, arcade version also had like a really fancy sound chip. It's like a FM synthesis sounded probably a little Genesis-y. And then uh, finally, you know, one of the biggest sins for me, I think it bugs me the most, is that in the NES version, you cannot carry your weapon more than one screen away from where you took it or where you picked it up. Yeah, generally, it's like when you kill the enemy, is that the, the round, yeah. In the arcade version, you can just keep rolling with that weapon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of part of, I, I think, to a certain degree, you know, with Nintendo dictating that if you released a game on their system, it had to be a slightly different than the other. If you released mm -hmm. it on, say, Master System or other the many other ports of this, so that you and, get its own character for better and worse. And as you said, there were many, many ports of this game. This came out on uh, NES, the Master System, the 2600, if you can believe that. Wow. <laughs> the 7800. Uh, these are all Ataris, you know, the Amiga, the Amistrad, the Commodore 64, Game Boy, Mega Drive slash Genesis, and the Atari Lynx. Wow, yeah. I mean, it's, I believe it. Double Dragon, you know, I think we kind of mentioned this before since we've <laughs> reviewed the second and third entries in the Nintendo franchise first, but... You know, it, it really seemed like one of the staple, like, pillars of, you know, game franchises on the NES that just kind of, I don't know, went away, didn't age like many of the other ones, I think. Yeah, for sure.
Well, Nick, what kind of game is Double Dragon for the NES? It is a side-scrolling beat-em-up. One of the Correct. first, you know. And in this game, you can jump. Yeah. Although it's a little weird. Well, you do have the dreaded A plus B input for jump, but with certain exceptions, I, I don't know. that while, while it wouldn't be Double Dragon without some forced platforming at certain points, um, most of the time it doesn't really matter, you know? Correct. And not only can you jump, you can punch and kick. In fact, that's what your two main buttons do. You have the A button is your punch and the B button is your kick. Yeah, and you know, you're ready to kick some butt or punch some butt, I guess. <laughs> That's true. Now, there is a whole uh, set of moves you can learn throughout the game uh, as you go up in quote unquote technical levels. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it's an interesting adaptation. It is. Do you want to cover that now or after we talk about the move list? Oh, um, let's just go over it now because yeah, I, yeah. I barely understand it. Well, um, at least according to the manual, it's whenever you hit... Whenever you hit a, an opponent with any move, you will get some experience points. Well, not any move, but there's actually, if you check, I found a FAQ on Game Facts, you know, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's oh, a break, familiar. breakdown move by move, and they all give you various amounts of experience points, and you have a little tally in the lower left corner of your screen, and when it reaches, I think it's supposed to be when it gets to 999, you, you go up a level. And you know you've gone up a level because, well, not only can you do the new move, but on your screen in the bottom left corner, there's another heart showing what level you are. Yeah, and you can get up to, it's seven, I think. Yeah, and so you there are seven moves that you will unlock in order. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And from what the internet told me, the punch actually gives you the most bang for your buck. Um, yeah, f from your, your initial, you get 20 experience points, whereas with a kick, you'll only get 15. Yeah. And even lower from there. However, as far as weapons go, you get no experience. Unless it's a whip or bat, you'll get 30. Yes. Very important to know. Boxes, nothing. Yeah. You're going to learn nothing. Yes. So you have the punch and the kick that you start out with, and your standard jump, which is pressing both of them together. Yeah. And then... Next up is uh, the first move you learn is the headbutt. Yeah, and that's where you, yeah, you double tap either direction and you'll do a little headbutt. Um, and it's very, the direction the enemy is. Yeah, definitely sh very close range attack. It's a little, I, I didn't use it much because it always scares me. Well, and it's not that great. I mean, I guess maybe it's quick, but it's no stronger than a kick. So Correct. And a lot less reliable. Sure, yeah. You only have to hit one button to kick. So what's the next one you learn? You get uh, the uppercut or high kick where that's where when the opponent is stunned and close or, you know, like at the end of a kind of combo of punches or kicks, you'll do your uppercut and knock them down or the high kick and knock them down where it's, uh, you know, kind of not straight up, but it's a high angle kick that, right. you know, looks pretty cool. And it doesn't require any new inputs. You just keep keep hitting the same ones. Yeah, correct. And, uh, you know, it's not even really stronger. <laughs> But it just looks there. cool. And and I guess you can like knock them about a little. So if you're trying to knock someone off a ledge, perhaps. Very good for that. And then but, what else do you learn? Uh, it's just those two. And then at three hearts is when you get the jump kick. Mm. And then that replaces your normal jump. Yeah, because previously to this, you could jump, but you're not doing anything in the air. So it's actually not a good thing to do. No, but this time now when you just hit the two buttons, you do a jump kick. But if you press the two buttons and diagonally up or down, up or down, diagonally up to the right or up to the left. Then uh, you do a diagonal jump kick. Pretty cool. Um, Big early game MVP. 
Sure, sure. Uh, you'll use it a lot because you kind of have to um, at certain points. Although it is, it is worth mentioning that when you upgrade to this level, certain enemies, your your Williams, your your Ropers, they'll start doing jump kicks too. It sucks. It's not cool. No, it's it. In some ways, it's it, you know at this point you've reached the nadir of your powers because it's like they got stronger too and haven't mm-hmm. really gained much. No. What do you gain at the next level? Four hearts. Will you will learn. This is where you get the the hair grab. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you punch an enemy a couple times, eventually they'll squat. That's when you if you do another punch, you'll do the uppercut. Uh, you, but if you don't want to do that, you uh, press the B button away from punching. Then you'll grab them and do a hair pull. It, well, you can you grab them and you can either you do the knee bash or the or shoulder throw or you can do a little combo where I'm not sure. I think it's like three or four. You can, you know, hit them three or four times and then throw them over your shoulder for max damage. Mm. Although, uh, of course, he is bald and has a giant head. So this will not work on a Bobo. Correct. And then beyond that, five hearts, you get the the pin attack where an enemy is down. You can press down and get on them and then start punching away by, uh, you know, smash that A button. Yeah. And you can Very press, useful. press up to get off. Um, yeah, I, you know spoilers but i i didn't really i wasn't able to do this very uh, uh i only tip this when there's one enemy left on the screen yeah and that's yes otherwise you're just going to get hit pretty much um and again a bobo no good that he will not fall victim to this but you know what he will fall victim to the next attack you learn oh baby with six hearts personal mvp is the elbow attack yeah it is turns out you, you think this is a super uncool move because there's one cooler coming yeah, but this is a, a very strong attack. I think the strongest. Yeah, and it's a little frightening because it's very close range. It is, but um, it hurts everyone. Yeah, basically, and it's a one hit knockdown. So even when there's two guys, you can, you know, it, it, you just it's kind of weird because you press your I think it's your A button when they're approaching you from behind, and you'll do your elbow. However, it's like you have to be. If an enemy is in front of you and closer, then you'll do a normal attack. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of got to space them out right. It really forces you to kite the enemies into the right place. Kind of, yeah. So or you can elbow them. Really, or really struggle, or not struggle, but prioritize getting them both on one side of you. I mean, that's kind of beat them up basics anyways, but here it's really worth it. Yes. And then finally, with seven hearts, you get the spin kick, which... It, I, you think that's going to be the best because it looks really cool. Well, and, I, you know, I was kind of expecting something more like the one in, say, Double Dragon 2 and stuff. But it's really oh, yeah. more of a, it replaces your normal high kick where you do a kind of, well, I get, you know, it's a spin kick, but it's just one kind one of roundhouse. Spin. Yeah, yeah. You're not helicoptering around. Which, you know, it is as strong as the elbow punch, but. I feel like the, it's a little harder to. to time and, and make sure you're hitting them well it absolutely is because there's you know you get a little bit of uh vulnerability right before you land it and i would frequently get hit or the enemy it ducks it frequently and, and it or the mess. bosses they'll just knock you right out yes so it's kind of a mixed bag there indeed now while you are uh walking the broken streets of the double dragon world yeah uh, you will find sometimes laying around or sometimes taken off of enemies different weapons all kinds of genre standards you know <laughs> yes that we've seen in several other different games i, I kind of want to create like a crate in one of, in my uh shop like for in the corner that is just like weapons from beat-em-ups like a like a length of chain a little, <laughs> yeah i got a lead pipe in there 
baseball bat. <laughs> it's like, you know, just in case there's going to be a, a rumble, I'll grab my, my rumble box. Yeah, you'll never know, man. You want to be equipped. So, you know, for peace of mind, keep your home safe from mm-hmm. hoodlums. So let's, uh, you know, start with some of the, the two more basic ones or three that you just find laying around. The items you can just pick up and then toss at a person. Sure. We've got the box. Yeah, it's... It's pretty know, deadly for what looks like a cardboard box. It does. You know, I, I've seen it called a crate, but it is a box. Yeah. And the way these all work is you throw them, they go through the enemy and kind of bounce along the ground. Yeah, they do. It's an interesting, like, trajectory. It's And you can frequently, you know, if you time it right, you can hit two enemies with it. Exactly. That's the, the main thing of, of these that makes them better. Yeah. Uh, then you have the rock. Now, is the rock stronger than the box? Do you know this? Um. Not according to the game FAQ. They are all equal in damage. Okay. And then you finally have the oil drum. Classic. I think the, the rock would be stronger than the oil drum or the cardboard box. Yeah. I guess I mean, not. You know, I always assumed the oil drum was empty, but I guess if it's not, that would be pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. And then more excitingly, we have the weapons that are usually wielded by an enemy that you must knock out of their hands. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the dynamite because it is... Really, really not useful for you, but can definitely be a hindrance. Well, yeah, they'll throw a little stick of dynamite that is lit. And if it doesn't hit you directly, you can you can pick it up and throw it. But there's a chance it might explode in your hands. So I always avoid it. Yeah. And it even if enemies throw it, I think it can still hurt enemies. And correct. This is tied for the strongest attack in the game. You know, if you uh, at least according to the sources I used, you know, if you think of the the box or barrel dealing five damage, this is a 28 damage. So, wow. But it will also, you know, damage you. That's why you got to be careful. Yes, it does have a, a little radius. Now, more commonly, you're going to find guys with knives. Yeah, which isn't really it's not a stabbing knife. It's a throwing knife. And yes, you throw it and it's uh, just as strong as the dynamite. It'll it'll do one really strong hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone in front of you very nice I, you got to watch out for enemies throwing it at you as well so it's kind of tricky but uh, you know you want to you want to get it if you can mm-hmm. then we have my personal favorite the bat sure you can uh pick up your old louisville slugger and just smack away a classic enemy or a classic weapon and what's the damage on that um that's even weaker uh it says the whip and bat deal three damage but that's it yeah, but again, they give you the most experience of anything. So yeah, that's kind of their thing. It's, I, I, you know, I, I imagine you get a little more different range or, or hitbox than... Yeah, and every time you hit someone with a bat, it knocks them down. Yeah, which is nice. It lets you really pace up, if you know, when you're trying to only fight one guy at a time. And then we have the whip, very similar to the bat. I think it possibly has a little bit more range. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird because it is a, a strange sprite. Like, you know, it's kind of coming out at the kind of diagonally down i mean it's still hitting in front of you but mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a little strange like you're whipping them in the knees or shins or something and then let's talk health good old health yeah you do have a life bar mm-hmm. and how do you refill that life bar uh, by dying yeah there's no items no 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 ice creams or hamburgers or medical packs and and the, the streets you, of double dragon when you start a new level though yeah that's true you do get your health back yeah yeah at least you get that that's yeah And then as for lives, start with three. Yep. And then how do you find new lives? Well, you don't. Um, (laughs) There are no, there's no little Billy or Jimmy portraits for you to find. No little dolls, no one-ups at all. What about continues? Not here, friend. (laughs) None at all. So that's it. You got three lives. 
and you that's it it's it's and the gauntlet begins yeah uh when you die you there are sort of checkpoints like on a screen basis kind of but mm-hmm. uh so that, at least you get that <laughs> <laughs> at least and then let's talk real briefly about uh Mode B, when you start the game up, you have a couple choices of how you want to play. You can play one player or two player. Don't get your hopes up. No, it's a taking turns, two players. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could do that on my own game. You don't have to give me that <laughs> option. Thanks. Thanks to this and Mario for throwing that in there. Yeah. No, I, the other option is Mode B, one or two player. And this is where it's actually kind of interesting. Well, yeah, because it's like a, a one-on-one kind of fighting game. Kind of fighting game is a great way to put it. <laughs> Where it's it's you, uh, I, right? You have to do a mirror match too, right? Yes, it, it can't handle the. I guess having more than one of the same character. Yeah, so you and a friend can both decide. Let's find out who the best Chintai is, or whatever. And you you both fight as the. You know, a lot of them the characters are enemies, but I think you know your Billy and Jimmy are in there as well. But mm-hmm. if you ever, oh no, no, it's just Billy. Just Billy. Okay. Yeah. And then you've got Will, Roper, Linda, Chin, and a Bobo. A Bobo, yeah. So if you ever want to get your hands on a Bobo, and this is doesn't? the way. <laughs> and then the weird part is this is not the same sprites as the normal game. Yeah, they are kind of a little better. I don't know. It's hard to explain. They're, they're, they're more. I think they're more similar to the arcade version. They are larger, that's for sure. Yeah, beefier. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of just that. Uh, some characters do get uh, weapons sometimes when they start. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, I can't. I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't really mess with this much this time, but I mean, I did a little bit, but it's just not fun. Well, I, I remember it being very disappointing. Uh, spoilers I mean, for <laughs> next it's just like time. fighting <laughs> enemies in the normal game. Yeah. And well, and not only that, but, you know, while it did have a year or two before proper Street Fighter two or fighting games came out, you know, so it was kind of like, wow, this is the closest you can get to that. But it's very quickly obsoleted by an entire genre of games. Correct. And one one thing that uh, we should mention is that this each level does have a time limit. Oh, yeah. I ran into the time limit. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's interesting, too, because it just know, kills the, you, by the way, when the time limit comes up very unceremoniously, you're dead. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's different for a different level or maybe it's just each screen kind of because I know you start. It's like I think it's 200 seconds for the first level. And so it's not. It's not too bad, but the thing that's weird is that you have to keep in mind that you're trying to level up. So in some ways, it behooves you to kind of take your time and, you know, you, you can farm XP by doing like two kicks, back off, two kicks, so they don't get knocked down, and then you can do that. But you, you always got to watch that time limit. It can There are a couple battles that are close. And, or really, once levels. you get to the uh, level three is where it really starts kicking in if you haven't leveled up properly. Yeah, and... You know, it's not a game you can just run past enemies. You know, you really you have to kill them all. So it's it's a it's tricksy in that way. I think that was its original tagline. Gotta kill them all. Gotta kill them all. All right, Nick, this is. The flagship game of a new series, a pseudo sequel to a beloved earlier game, also released for Nintendo. Did Trade West step up and give us a good manual? For the most part, I, you know, at first I would have said yes, you know, um, get, get a little story, you know, where it's very short because uh, as you all heard, I have looked at it. Yeah, well, it's it's a, the story of Billy and Jimmy Lee, twin brothers, and Billy's girlfriend, Marion, has been kidnapped by the, the Black Warriors. 
the Savage Street Gang. Yes, the mysterious shadow boss, and you have to go rescue her. Now, However, do you know? Do you know where the twin brothers learn to fight? Um, it doesn't. Later on, oh no, it does say it says yeah. the cold, tough streets of oh. the city. <laughs> well, <laughs> later in the manual, there is a a uh, cast of characters where it says that Billy Lee began training at age twelve and became a kung fu so psychic master at twenty. Wow, so he's over twenty years old. That's cool. And uh, what I do like is the cast of characters is illustrated. Oh, yes. Uh, and it's I, the original Japanese illustrations, you can tell, that were never... They're very... Um, Fist of the North Star? Yes, Fist of the North Star, or a certain kind of anime that I really haven't seen much of late for many years, you know? Yeah, but yeah. They look awesome. I, I love this artwork. I remember loving it as a kid. Uh, one interesting thing here about the cast of characters and the story, and maybe this wasn't supposed to be a surprise, but they both spoil... That your brother Jimmy is the shadow boss. It's true. Because I remember thinking this was supposed to be a mystery because in the, I don't know if you recall the Double Dragon section of the very first issue of Nintendo Power. I was just going to bring it up. Well, it shows that, you know, and that is worth a look because it has this sweet artwork, but colored. Yes. But at the very end of this brief, you know, couple page thing, it shows a picture of the bad guy, but his you know, the same one from the manual, but the top, you know, his head and shoulders are all kind of shadowed out. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of tell who it is, of course. You, you absolutely can, but I remember as a kid being like, wait, I think I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. into you, but so yeah, I was kind of like, that. I, I thought that was supposed to be kind of a surprise or whatever. And the spread is kind of funny because it a lot of it is just the manual again. Yeah, uh, it, absolutely, yes. <laughs> but it does give you a breakdown of the first uh, couple missions, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my favorite part about it is uh, it goes through like a, uh, missions one through three. Yeah. But uh, there's a hilarious little section of tips at the end with like, uh, it's like, keep it up. Say yeah. bye bye <laughs> to a Bobo. Lay out Loper. Don't lose your head. That's right. You got to keep your head. <laughs> I was like, well, they really just had a big page, two, two pages to kill here, didn't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, you do get a couple screenshots from level four in there. So maybe it's. But I also want to give a sweet shout out for this Nintendo Power because I'm pretty sure from looking at it, uh, you know, it's uh, more Shuji Imai artwork up where there is a kind of Asian dragon that makes the letters or, or the numbers for in where it says mission one. And it's a, a dragon kind of slithered into a one number or a two or three or four. Yeah. I, Needlessly good. For, for yeah. It's uh, super cool i don't know someone spent way too many hours on these dragon drawings for no reason <laughs> i'm glad they were gainfully employed but yeah but yeah so you know the the manual does it goes through your controls it has a little section where it breaks down all your moves with a cool little art you know example of the of you know your kicks and headbutts and stuff mm-hmm. however this claims that to do the elbow punch press the control pad to the left twice when they're approaching from the left that is not true no no, you just press the A button. It says the yeah. spin kick. It says press the control pad twice while facing the enemy. What do they mean? Press it what direction? And you don't do that. How it's bizarre. just part of your... Yeah, they lied to you. And I really got to say, I, it makes me wonder if it's... I don't know, maybe something got changed at the last minute because even Nintendo Power, journalist, I was <laughs> journalistic just go paragon, they say the same wrong moves as the manual. Dang. So, you know, that's kind of rough, but... I think the artwork alone is worth checking out because I really like that style of anime stuff. It's a little rarer nowadays, I think. So maybe worth checking out. Oh, for sure. 
Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Double Dragon for the NES? Uh, I I never owned this game, but I did rent it a couple times. It was one of the few games that I liked enough that was hard. It's in the same category as, say, Ninja Gaiden, where there's nothing new or else. And I'd be like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll try it again. Try to beat Double Dragon. And I never did. Yeah, this game, I'm not, you know, I'm usually pretty good at remembering who had which games in my neighborhood. But I feel like Double Dragon 1 was kind of like one of those games that a few people had. Yeah. And you'd only break it out when you were just like totally bored of everything else. Sure, sure. You're like, yeah, we can play it for a minute. It's just so hard, you know. Oh, definitely. Um, did you ever encounter it in the arcade? I don't think so. I I did. I have a, a memory. It wasn't at a regular arcade, but... Like at a Pizza Hut or maybe like weirdly in the corner no. of a mall. What I'm trying to remember is where the, I, it was a place I remember going with my dad. It was just me and my dad. And I think he was there. I don't know if uh, I know you might have you might recall. So my dad used to race these little cars you would build slot cars. Yeah, but they're they're not the ones you might think of where it's the little track. But, you know, it's like a real car with an engine and you got you build it yourself and blah, blah, blah. The high end for the older car nerds. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure we were at a place, and he was doing some of that, and there was, they just had some arcade games, and I remember wandering around, and I, dro- I probably had a dollar or something at the beginning, but quickly ran through it, but I remember seeing Double Dragon there, because it was a, that was the first time I saw the kind of, quote-unquote, story mode, attract mode, mm-hmm. where it shows your girlfriend get severely punched in the stomach by some bad guys, and I remember being like really surprised i was like whoa this game is is for real they mean business you know so it always it really stuck with me it is definitely hardcore in that way but yeah as a kid uh i just thought it was cool looking but everything else just bounced off and of course you know double dragon 2 was the one that i think everyone played the most yeah yeah so nick what was your recent experience with double dragon well for the first time ever i beat this game same uh i did it with a little bit of cheating i did too yes not a ton though because i mean the way this game works and we'll talk about it is you really are in danger when like just a couple things go wrong in a row sure i actually played this game a lot (laughs) oh i didn't really understand what was going on in the beginning and i would get to level three and run out of time like i'm like fighting every guy and i'm like how am i running out of time before i get to the end right. of it yeah yeah um then once i realized like oh leveling i gotta level up more yeah yeah then i started getting better but then i was like oh i then i learned oh they're level up secrets yeah and then i started over again okay and then it was like okay once you know the leveling secrets the game gets a little bit easier yeah yeah especially I those did. first couple levels yeah I, I remembered uh i knew of one at least trick that i'm sure we'll get into um for helping you level up very early so yeah i did beat this as well and i think i played it like five or six times yeah so, see or about an I, hour or so i was really amazed because i you know i was doing some research and reading uh this, granted this was all in bed by the way so. i was re- oh right on yeah no i <laughs> yeah, late night <laughs> early you know it was pre-bedtime might as well play it um but yeah i found an faq by it's some og and from 2002 and it was very helpful and i was kind of reading it beforehand and picked up a strategy i thought i would try and it turned out to really work and i I was i beat this game one sitting wow i used i used save i can do that now (laughs) i I used a lot of save states and stuff but uh i didn't expect it to go as as well as it did but again i I was cheating so Mm -hmm. there is that 
All right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that I did restart this game way more times than I should have. But if you listen to our tips and tricks, you can do this <laughs> one go, like Nick said. It's not, it's actually, it's one of those games that is is daunting and is tough, but it's not very long at all. No. And once you know where every enemy is coming from and you realize you just have to level to get to six, you got to get that elbow. Elbow is the star of the show. It's the race to the elbow. But yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, the time limit in this game, it really donks. Like, I ran into that wall a few times. It's really tough because, you know, aside from using the elbow, you know, that's, you know, you have to kick them so many. It just takes so much longer to kill enemies and you have to kill them to progress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, it is a bummer that the leveling system is not really spelled out very well for you. Yeah, it, it's... It's okay, I think. It's not great. I mean, it was something that kind of intrigued me as a kid, but pretty quickly. Now, I think in the arcade game, you, you start with all your moves. Yeah, and that's the thing. is once you realize, you're like, oh, this isn't, this is instead of just having it all at the beginning. And you're like, that kind of sucks, you know? It just feels like they added it just to have it, you know? It doesn't really add, contribute much to the gameplay mm-hmm. other than more more difficulty. Yeah. Now, the enemies in the game, they all look really good. It's just there's only a couple. You got the handful you're going to be seeing the whole game through. Yep. Very, a couple of them, you know, you do get some color swaps with the Bobo. You get the green Bobo, who mm-hmm. we always assumed was the Hulk. I think of him <laughs> as like a zombie Bobo, but yeah. Yeah, that works. But <laughs> um, but overall, the graphics are pretty good for the sprites, and the backgrounds are okay. I think, yeah, I like, they're, they're not super detailed or anything, but... They're varied enough. Yeah, and they, they, you know, they, they look uh, appropriate, I guess, and... Especially for what is this eighty eight or eighty nine? So yeah, no, they are they're they're very nice. I would say they're good. They're just not great. Yeah, they're I no think... Shatterhand. That's what we're coming off. Of. <laughs> yeah, well, you do get some pretty decent animations. I think for the limited number of sprites, that helps make up for it a bit. Yeah, and your sprites are a little bigger than say like a Contra guy or uh, you know Simon Belmont. Yeah, I know. So it lets them be a little more expressive and whatnot. Sure, and you know we're both small sprites fans in general, but in a, especially a close combat game, it's not really that necessary. So, and these ones are right at the edge of what I'll accept. Yeah, <laughs> you know this is like a tall Mario or a Luigi. You know this is not too bad. Now uh, you know, let's let's talk about some of the more positive aspects of this game. And I would say not only is it the animations, but it is of course the music. I love the soundtrack to this game. It goes so far. In my memories, at least, it was always, you know, the, the classic Double Dragon theme that reappeared in, you know, we've already heard it, or at least a version of it in River City Ransom. Mm-hmm. But the, the composer, Kazunaka Yamane, really awesome here, you know, worked on some later, mostly Double Dragon games, I think. But I, mm-hmm. I love the style and that theme, like that was another one of those early NES games where I would just put it on and listen to it. It's definitely in the top 10 of all NES theme songs. So good, so good, and but you know the 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 music and the levels and stuff is no slouch either. It's no, it's it really like since you're not really going anywhere, the levels are all so really short. Once you yeah see how big they are, it does a lot of the work of keeping you like engaged and pumped up. Yes, it's some it's some badass rock and music that is so cool. Definitely, the controls are pretty good, but 
because you do get a lot of weird inputs, but they I had a lot of trouble getting the hair pull to work regularly, uh, very rarely doing the pin attack. Um, yeah, I really wanted to be able to do the hair pull a lot more consistently. I, I seemed to be able to do the headbutt whenever the hell I, or even sometimes I didn't want to, but it, it was never useful, but... <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's a good attempt there, I guess, in a way. But I or I don't know how much of it too was the misinformation spread by the manual and Nintendo Power. Ugh. But and you know, we've kind of talked about how hard it is. But I think that the actual game itself isn't that bad. And but there, are, especially in the later levels, there are just these kind of hazardous terrain or whatever the 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 rock pillars, these certain things that are just a pain in the butt, and it feels like you're in the wrong game. You're, you're doing platforming with your your kind of your admittedly sub maybe not subpar but bare bones jump. Definitely, it's tough, and being able to use save states or as i can imagine the rewind would save you a lot of grief yeah i mean to me that rewind feature is like the ultimate because it just it alleviates even the thought of save states like i only i save state in between levels now i got you yeah and that's it i gotta figure out about a first world problems here i gotta figure out a better way of mapping my save state buttons (laughs) on the steam deck because if i have to use the analog sticks for any games i use i have them set to my save functions and scrolling through save oh states. sure yeah anyone out there uh has a good solution let me know yeah hit us up all right here we are in the level by level portion of the show and there are not a lot of levels just the four four levels and if you look at a map of these levels, they are laughably small. Absolutely. It's <laughs> it's the slow pace of having to clear out every enemy before you can advance another four steps that makes this, you know. Yeah. And the first stage, the manual lists as the city slum. Oh, well, okay. Which it is, you know, you're in the city. There's your backgrounds. You got some buildings in the back, uh, you know, close by, but in the far background, some skyscrapers. Yeah. And uh, you start the game up in the... You do get a tiny bit of a cutscene. It recreates that very uh, impressionable scenario you saw as a child. It's brutal, and it's still here. It's in your home now. You get to see a, a girlfriend punched in the stomach and carried away. Yeah, thrown over the shoulder and marched off. It declares this is mission one, and there you are. It's you versus two dudes. That's right. A first, uh, Your first batch of enemies are going to be some Williams, who they're not jump-kicking yet, but they frequently have bats. Mm-hmm. There's some guys with uh, sleeveless shirts on, you know. And, you know, while this isn't Kunio-kun, the style of their arms is pretty similar. Yeah, it's the head that's, like, really the big difference. Yes, yeah. And their legs. They they don't have the squat legs. I'm not going to lie. I definitely prefer the Kunio-kun style graphics, but I I can see how they thought Americans couldn't handle it. Yeah, they're, they're a little less cutesy here, you know. These are slightly less distorted proportions. So these uh, sleeveless uh, guys, I, th- I thought they were just wearing overalls, to be honest with you, or suspenders. Oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, who are they? Uh, those are the Williams, or Will, for short. <laughs> I, mean, I thought the first guy were the Williams. Yeah, who that's the... what I was talking about. I'm talking about the second guys you come across. Well, that's the ladies, the Lindas, and then there's the Ropers. Is that who you're talking about? The... Yes, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I can see overalls. I always kind of read it as a denim vest, but either one is you know, given the graphics <laughs> are, yeah. are equally viable. And in this first level, you do have a barrel you can toss around. The Lindas have have a whip you can take from them. Yep. But don't. 
It's not really, doesn't really matter. It's not great. Punch them. Punch them a bunch. Or wait, or does the whip give you the, a ton of experience? It does give you the 30. It's it's up there with the bat. Well, maybe whip them. I now, did I've... here, even though, as we'll get to in the next uh, level, we're going to start using an XP cheat that we'll talk about. Uh, mm. So, you know, if, you, if you're planning on doing that, it doesn't really matter here. But no. it's, it's worth, I guess, speeding it up a little bit by earning as much XP on your way. Now, at the end of the level, there's a door you go through, and then you are in like a warehouse area, some boxes, and a conveyor belt. Yes, into a pit. And as someone who's worked in the logistics industry for almost a decade now, I can tell you that all the warehouses have conveyors that will go into pits, and it's a dangerous place to work. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's like a crushing device <laughs> yeah. on or around them to crush I, I shipments. Keep away, you know, just yeah. be safe, folks. Now, you do have two goons to fight right off the bat. Yes, but here you can save some time, of course, by kicking them off that ledge or luring them onto the conveyor belts to their doom. But after you destroy them, then a door will open and out will come your first Abobo. Abobo. And what a creature Abobo is. His head is almost as large as half your body. Uh, he's a big, big now, buff brute. Do you fight this Abobo to the death? You can, or you can easily lure him. <laughs> down on that conveyor belt and he will just get dragged off to his death now when an enemy gets knocked off screen do you get any experience for that you get nothing exactly so that's the only downside of doing that that kind of move so if you're not again if you're not using an xp cheat then it's kind of better to fight him at least as much as you can because you'll get your life back at the end and you get as much xp as you can from your allotment of time in this level you know mm-hmm uh, once you have dispatched of the first Abobo, you move on to mission two, the industrial area. Yeah, baby. And it is just what you think. You got some girders in the background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got a box you can use right away. You're fighting some, was it the lopers? Yeah, well, that's interesting. I've, they're called ropers in the Nintendo Power, but the manual calls them lopars. I like to think of it as Mr. Loper. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a cousin of Mr. Roper. <laughs> He's here to enforce their... No guys allowed. Three's mm -hmm. company policy. Now, on this uh, one, you do get your first encounter with the chain link fences you have to climb. Yeah, and, you know, it handles pretty, you know, it doesn't demand much of you, but it's... Exactly. It, it does what you... It handles how you would expect it to, unlike Shatterhand. Uh, yeah. More importantly, though, you get your bat for the first time in this level. Yeah, and it's it's pretty helpful because um, there's a, a pit in the middle, kind of, that you have to, you know, you climb some chain link fence to an upper level to cross the pit and then back down. And there are uh, some guys with dynamite, so watch out. Some Williamses, yeah. And that this is where you can do a famous XP cheat. I remember, I remember learning it from Nintendo Power, mm -hmm. where... Well, this is something, too, another way you can save time at the uh, at the cost of experience points where sometimes you can just scroll enemies off the screen and go back. And when you return, they'll just be gone. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of one of those spots where you'll when you cross this pit before climbing down the other the, the chain link fence, you, you know, you'll you spawn these two Williams and you just want to get one of them. You, you get them to walk almost to the end of a stack of girders in the background. Mm -hmm. Then you head back all the way to the other side of the pit and then return. The enemies will be gone, but you can still attack that spot where one of the guys was to earn experience forever. Forever. Until you max out your whole thing. I just had the bat and stood there swinging away for a couple minutes. Uh, you can get all your hearts right here. Yes. And that's why I started over again. 
Sure. When, I, when I read that, I was like, oh, that's too good. I got to I got to go get that. Well, and, and not only that, but it's like you're going to need it if you do it, because that burns through a lot of your time. So now you have to fight a bunch of Lindas after this section where you're going up a kind of, I guess, building under construction. There's a lot it's of true, but you can kick them all off the side if you're good. You can. Or, you know, maybe you've got that new elbow and you could use because it will kill Lindas and Williams in one hit. Oh, it's so nice. And what's at the very top of this uh, building in progress? It's our, our first encounter with the shaggy-haired kung fu masters, the Chintais. Yes. Now, as a kid, for some reason, and I know it makes no sense because if you look at their sprites animation, it is definitely hair. You see it like kind of swing back and forth. Yeah. But I thought it was a turban. Okay. I always thought he got, this was like a genie kind of guy. Like he's got the kind of baggy pants and a turban. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. Now you're fighting turban guys. <laughs> I, I can see. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> and you can fight this guy all you want, or you can just run away. Yeah, head back down that ladder, scroll him off. And as soon as you get down a certain point to where he would, I guess, despawns, the level will just end. <laughs> and, Which is uh, really helpful when you are running out of time. Which I, I definitely was when I played through. So Yes. Now, mission three is up next, the forest. And it's, this is interesting because now enemies are just like, some of them are hanging out in the background. Which I love. Like the guy's like sitting up on a stump. A really tall stump. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> Someone doesn't know how to cut down trees. That's for sure. I like the backgrounds here too. You know, you're on a dirt road, but the, I think trees look kind of weird, but cool. You get a purple, maybe sunset. I'll buy it. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, a little mountain out there. There's a bridge in the middle. Like, you're going to be, you know, you start off fighting a crowd of knife-wielding Williamses. Yeah, but more importantly, now Chintai is just an enemy, not a boss. You fight more than one. And he's, t you know, we, should, we shouldn't we should sell him short. Uh, Chintais are fast and very deadly. Like, they are a pain in the butt. Yeah, before I had the elbow, I was, my only recourse was the jump kick. Yeah, and they're tough, too, because, you know, the Williams take one elbow to... To defeat but the chintais take four they're just as strong as an abobo yeah and you gotta fight two at a once right off the bat so if you don't have any special moves you're fighting them for a really long time and this is where i like i was running out of time on this level because they just take forever this was a milestone for me to beat this part uh as as a kid I know, um, I guess I didn't mention it before, but after all of my, in the past, I was able to get to the second to last boss, Machine Gun Willie, and uh, could never beat him. But this is really, the, the difficulty will definitely ratchets up here yeah. if you're not cheating. Now, there's a bat to be had. You got to do some bridge jumps. They're not too bad. For me, it's like just go to the very top. That way yeah. you, you can make sure you're registered correctly. Yes, but now a lot of the enemies are going to have knives, bats, you name it. Well, and I really want to say about that bridge jump, too, that I like that they don't do the weird perspective that we've seen we would see in, say, River City Ransom, or even this game at certain points, but not so much that it has affected our, our, our platforming jumping yet, where it's, if you think of the, the left side of the bridge as kind of, it's diagonally kind of going from the bottom left to the upper right, and then in other games, you will see where it's like the opposite of that, where it's going d d diagonal down the opposite way. But here they're not. They're the same. They're parallel. So yeah, it's, they're not it, trying to do a forced perspective kind of thing. Yeah, they're not trying to do that weird thing that always makes the edges of platforms kind of hazy, you know, or like Battletoads would do it. Certain other ones. Well, that Battletoads has its own set of problems. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't have said the B word. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, it, the edge of this bridge is the edge, not a nebulous, you know. Yeah. 
20 pixel area that could be the edge like in Battletoads. Just, you know, I just want to give them credit because while the platforming is kind of rough, at least they have that going for them. For sure. Uh, you make your way towards the, uh, the end of this area and while you're walking past a mountain and the side bursts out, two holes appear. <laughs> yeah. Two and monstrous it, abobos come out to fight. Yeah. And this fight can take forever if you don't know what you're doing. Absolutely. You know, you can spam those elbows, which, again, a part of the strategy with the elbow is not only just using it because it's strong, but you can just kind of stand there and just move up and down. As long as you don't do them on the same plane, you always move a little bit. The enemies, they'll just keep coming. And yeah. after three or four tries, you almost always hit them and knock them down. So it's it's very good. And you want to do it here. For sure. When Once you've destroyed them, then you can just keep moving to the right. Oh, wait. Oh, no. No, you need to go in those caves. Yeah, because if you're a fool and you walk past the cave, the level just loops. Guess who did that once? Yeah, I, I fell for that later, but it was <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Thank goodness I had save states. But um, I was very confused. Uh, you know, again, maybe maybe not the best time to play late at night before you go to bed after a glass of wine or two. <laughs> uh, I was like, what's going on? Is this looping? And it was. Yeah. So yeah, go, go inside. And what's inside? Just a standard looking cave, right? No, it's a creepy purple. <laughs> it looks like a Contra level. Or there's, yeah, almost, I was going to say, it looks like you're at the end of Contra. It's a weird, like, bio-organic background looking. It's very strange. Now, instead of enemies, you get to deal with a deluge of crappy platforming and falling spikes. Yeah, and, and this is an area where much like the later games would do, this switches from the kind of angled perspective of where you can move up and down to a flat 2D side-scrolling. Yes, I don't like it. So you got to make your way through these spikes. Then here you get a pit you want to cross that has some platforms on tracks moving left and right, and you just have to time your jumps. And as long as you don't try to move while you're on these platforms, it's too touchy. But I, I found it wasn't too bad. No, the key is you're just trying to jump straight up onto them if you can don't want to fall down if you do it's not a death but or it could be you know you fall down to some some ledges there are some enemies and some fire pits you must jump over but mm. that road just leads to a loop yeah so you don't yeah. want to do that you go across these mechanical platforms and waiting for you are some chin ties you must fight too and in some ways they're a little tougher because you are on that one plane yeah that's and this is where the the elbow you can still do it but it's like just remember you just have to keep moving in between each elbow and they'll you can still trick them but it, it is harder because you can run out of space to, to keep backing off and elbowing so yeah you sometimes have to do a couple jump kicks to kind of knock them back yeah or just take a hit sometimes just i don't know it's it's tough but but it's doable and it's even given its faults it's probably still the most time effective and safe way to fight them yeah you fight them and then you go through their door now you're in a blue kind of proper cave looking area with some waterfalls in the background uh you have to fight a million guys with dynamite bunch of williams's yeah and then there's an interesting section where you have to go down you, you fall down a cliff well that's after you jump over the lava pits well yeah you gotta the, before that you know when you're going down to the lava pits, there's a bunch of boulders shooting out kind of in a weird kind of random trajectories. I don't know. And oh, that's right. Don't get too eager and try to jump down because you will land in the lava. You have to just walk to the edge and fall down slowly. But it's the safest way. It avoids most of the boulders. Jump the lava. Then there's more stalactites falling, which seems like a lot because you do have a kind of a slow move. But I, I really didn't have too much trouble with this area. 
No. Uh, and at the very end, there's another big set of jumps to fall down and waiting for you. Well, not waiting for you, busting out of the wall. Green Abobo. Two Green Abobos with their tight white pants. Yes. Easily defeated by elbow magic. Yeah. Now you're not done with the caves yet. You go in the Abobo door and now you are outside on the edge of the mountain. There's a beautiful crescent moon. Yeah. Uh, some laddering you have to do and you fight some ladies, but you yep. should just knock them all off. That's the way to go here. Yeah, it's a bunch of Lindas. They they don't spawn infinitely. There's like six or, I don't know, eight of them. Yeah, but if you play your cards right, you can just pretty much knock most of them off the edge. Yeah, let them come to you as much as possible. You beat them. Once they stop coming, popping out, you can make your way down. Yes, to the to purple area the or purple, pink area. Yeah, purple-pink door area. You head in, and then you have defeated level three. Yeah, that's kind of weird. The Bobos were the boss, but they were a while ago. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Now you go on to mission four, and this is when the game really gets fun. The hideout of the boss. The hideout of the boss. It's a great title because it's accurate. And now it gets, you know, it starts off right away where you're in a, a dark, you know, you know, it's, it's like a it's like gray, a black and white castle back where you got a big skull and some flames in that kind of hallway entrance. But even more intimidating than that is... This next section, was, which really sucks, where you're walking by a kind of large stone kind of brick background that mm -hmm. the blocks themselves extend out at, seemingly at random and will knock you down and do a pretty good amount of damage each time. And you think, oh, I got to jump on these to get across. Nope, you just have to avoid them, which is not fun. It's, yes. Um, I, I had, you know... Granted, I was save stating, so I was able to just kind of blunder my way through here without taking too much damage. I did watch a video of someone who claims that you can do it every time, but and they were able to do it where because there is a kind of pattern, but I I don't know. It, it seems too long is it the, to memorize. The same guy that won all those game shows back in the seventies. <laughs> what the no way no no, yeah was that press your luck no it's yeah it seems like you you get real close and wait for the one in front of the very bottom to come out twice and then you can do a jump kick but then and you'll 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 make it halfway through the first field of these and then it's like stop and wait for the one directly in front of you i kind of i maybe more to it but all right well pass them yeah. press that annoying spot there's more of these weird Cyclops skulls and braziers uh, and some chin ties with knives. Hopefully you can catch a knife and throw it back, but otherwise, elbow city, baby. Yeah, or kick them off. Oh, that's true. There is a, a little ledge here. We're back to the non-strictly 2D section, so you're getting your up and down movement back. Yeah, so I, I'm a fan of kicking anyone off I can. You're already leveled. Why not? Yeah. You have a little jump you got to do. Not too bad. A an abobo pops out that you can just avoid. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can just climb up the, the laddery rocks near him. Yeah. Uh, then you got to fight a billion more Williamses, or is it not Williams? Which no, Williams those are the ropers, yeah. The ropers, yeah. Take them down. Elbow City. Yeah, yeah. And then you go through a door. To another game. To another. Now we're back in the two, the, the, the strictly side-scrolling platformy spots. Yeah, and these graphics look wrong. They do not look like they're in this game. Well, this is like a weird... You know, this is the only parts this level that seem out of place of 1980s, you know, so this is where you start to be like, oh, wait, is this is this a post-apocalyptic future or I guess Am I in that, ancient China? Is this a, spa a space aliens thing? I don't know. It's a weird green and gold level. There's doors that guys pop out of platforms you got to jump on and moving platforms that go up and down. It's it's not too bad here. I 
almost lost a life because I thought this was like the previous scene with where we fought all those Lindas. Oh, you just kept fighting guys. It was like, I'll just kill them all here as they spawn. And I just killed a bunch. And then they just kept, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it goes on forever. Yeah. There's no point in fighting any of them. Just uh, other than to get yourself a few moments of peace to time a jump. Yes. Uh, you make your way to the top, right? That's where you need to go. Uh, there is a doorway, you know, a sweet golden like face doorway with fangs and fangs. So you better watch them fangs. It is a cool doorway. Uh, once inside, though, now there's you're in like a temple with like a Anubis head or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, an Anubis or some weird dragon thing. I don't. You, you Perhaps fight a it's bunch a dragon, of, a single dragon, not a double dragon. Yeah, you, you fight a bunch of Williams is here, but you have to be careful because you know now we're back to the overhead or not overhead, but the semi three-dimensional movement mm -hmm. but if you walk all the way down there's spikes at the bottom of the screen and you will fall and die uh you beat them up and then to the right there is what looks like a big dojo mat or area with a cool door in the background with a mysterious symbol on it it opens and out comes more bobos yeah here we get a little kind of you fight like two of well not no williams's but all of the other enemies in the game start coming out you fight two abobos you fight two chintais lindas ropers not, knife chintais yeah knife so which is funny because it's like backwards where it's like i don't know you think the hardest was, guys are first yeah yeah you'd think it would be <laughs> but then after you fought those four normies for the first time in a long time you see a new sprite yes a, a big buff fellow with a, a widow's peak and a machine gun comes out <laughs> I thought that this guy looked like if CM Punk had a machine gun. <laughs> yeah, and a very large head, but... Yeah, it's like he, he's got like white gloves and elbow pads on, maybe. It looks like he could be uh, taped up. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like he might have like one shoulder pad. He does have a shoulder pad, Mad Max style. Yeah. Uh, but most importantly, he has a gun. Yes, which is very deadly. He shoots off bursts of three or four bullets. Too many, frankly. Now, this elbow strategy doesn't really work with him because he will just shoot you instead yes. of blindly approaching you. But I found that you can kind of, you know, I, I got my butt kicked a couple times by him but as in my past. But if you really crowd up in a space, he can't shoot you because the bullets will spawn, you know, oh. beyond you. You can still get hit sometimes, but then you can start landing elbows. So I was doing this weird kind of following him dance and then trying to knock him down with that elbow and moving up uh it, after a little while i was able to get it get him down pretty pretty easily i did a lot of jump kicks on this guy i think that's probably the more standard approach you know mm -hmm. uh once you defeat him though well the game's not over the door opens and who emerges it's the leader of the gang the shadow boss himself a departure from the <laughs> arcade game where you play as this character it's jimmy lee yeah your brother your twin brother he comes out he's wearing red and has blonde hair and it's kind of a weird choice to be honest with you yeah yeah uh he's much less tan than you as well mm -hmm. and you fight and guess what same move set yeah same as you he won't the elbows he will duck like everyone this guy you actually had to fight i, I did a lot of jump kicks or kicks uh, jump kick city yeah and, and he still ducks half of them he's yes he's very nimble i found that i was able to sneak some hits in by you know much like a lot of older games blaster master comes to mind you know where you, you can move in here you can go up and down left right but if you move diagonally it's all it's about like, them diagonals you are cruising man you're moving so much faster than the enemies that you can like swoop in land a couple kicks and get out because if you try to do the combo where you get the uppercut or the spin kick you almost always get knocked out before you can get that kick that third kick off yeah 
or or it's just crouched anyway. So it's like move in, get in two kicks, get out. Don't get greedy with this guy. He will tear you up. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but eventually you will and you can defeat him, your brother. And then you go into his little room. His lair, which looks like a apartment. I love this apartment uh, lair. It's you see Marion asleep on a bed and she kind of wakes up. You get some some animation. Uh, what do you like about this apartment the most? Uh, I love. Is it, <laughs> is it the cat under the table? There's a little cat under the table. And this is, you know, we have not seen a single cat in this game. This is uh-huh. a brand new Sprite. It's hanging out there under the table. You got a little couch. A little palm tree. A little hanger with another with a spare vest. That's my favorite part. Right there. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so funny. His spare double double dragon vest is just there, so you know it was his his place. Yeah, yeah. And then um, you get uh, a new animation of Marion getting off the bed, which I thought was really amazing. Yeah, it, I really liked this little room, man. A little red room. <laughs> it's I can't believe they put that effort into the animation of her getting off the bed. She comes over, and then you guys kiss. A little heart flies out of you. It's a good deal. Yeah, baby. Uh, you limit the death of your brother. Yeah, at your murder. hands. At your feet. hands. Uh, but that's it. You've doubled your dragon. Yeah. Well, this is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories. Each category, a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. I gave this a 3.5. Okay. A lot of that is the music. Yeah, I went with a 4.0. Um, there's nothing extraordinary about the graphics. They're not bad. They're not great. I, I think they're very competent. But that music, man, it really gets me. I, I really love it. It is amazing. The thing that keeps me from being a four on that one is there is only seven enemies. Yes. I, you do get some decent animation. You know, your main character is pretty well animated. The enemies... Definitely. Less so, but still, you know, they have more than one attack animation usually, so that's something. But overall, very good. I would say so, yeah. Next up is play control, and I gave it a 2.5. Hey, me too. You know, it's kind of amazing what they can do with the two buttons. It would be a lot more amazing if it all worked. Yeah, and they didn't lie to you about how to do (laughs) these moves. Yeah, yeah. Even once you know what the button presses are for it, it, it's still very hard to pull off some of these things. Yeah, and there's a a trickiness, especially with your uh, kicks where you, if you, you really got to learn the ranges of certain things and how close to get to enemies to pin them, I guess. But, you know, like if you learn the range for your kicks and you can get them right at the end of your foot, you won't trigger into your spin or high kick. So that's a good way to be able to actually get three, knock them down without having them just duck or hit you out of your third hit. Yeah. But tough to do sometimes. Following that is challenge factor. I I went with 4.5, man. Uh I got to say, as did I, I, you know, like I said, it was easy for me because I cheated, but even if you know what to do and you can level yourself up all the way with that cheating spot, the final levels are just brutal. The the last chunk of level three and level four is just so hard. Well, there's so many hazardous background things that or or platforming, you know, it's just like if you lose a life, you lose, you only get three, no continues like it's you got to you kind of just have to get lucky at certain points and hope you have a, a life or two in reserve and you make it to Willie or, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And finally, we have theme and fun. 
I went with a 3.5 here. I gave it a 3.0. I mean, it's still pretty fun. The problems the game has are a lot, but the play control, the music, everything comes together in a way that's still pretty good and pretty fun, especially those first two levels. Yeah, yeah. It's, the ones we played the most as kids. Yeah, well, it's some good... Uh... Some good old beat 'em up action, and at an early point in the NES, it stood out a little more than it probably does now. But you do get a good variety of moves that I really hadn't seen to this point, and I don't know. It's just fun to go around and, and kind of beat 'em up. And I think, despite its difficulty, the shortness of it, you know, really makes it to where you could be like, I'm just gonna, you know, take a run at this game. It, it's it's decent enough, and if I fail, I'm It'll be over in 20 minutes. It's not like I wasted an hour getting to the last level only to get crushed. So I don't know. I think that does a little something for it, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, Nick, I ask you at the end of every show, should you play this game? I think it's a classic. I think you definitely should. Yeah. I mean, mainly for the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, you got to see where these games started. And this is really the birth of a genre. This was the first that took over. Renegade yeah. was pretty big, but Double Dragon was huge. Sure. And I mean, you know, we haven't covered it. I remember renting Renegade as well, but I never went back to that. It doesn't it doesn't look as good, you know, even though this isn't, you know, Shatterhand graphics, so to speak. But it's just uh, a little more cohesive of a unit that, that goes together pretty well. So check it out. Yeah. Next week's game is Double Dragon uh-huh. for the Sega Master System. Yeah. We'll let you know what's better, what's worse, and what's different. That's right. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right. And that is right. That, that is right. And uh, do you share my dream of recreating Jimmy Lee's apartment to live Or do in? you share my dream of having a go-to box of weapons in case a street <laughs> gang terrorizes your neighborhood? Where do you keep your spare vest? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we would love to hear it. Yeah, or you can get a hold of us at Cartridge Command on Facebook or Cart Command on the Twitterverse. Uh, you know, we don't post as much as we should, but we always love when we hear from you guys. We do read all of our messages and try to get back to you when we can. So don't worry. If you've given us a suggestion, we always take them to heart. Yeah. But of course, we must go out of our way to thank those wonderful, awesome, and fine folks to give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their support that makes this show possible. It sure does. Uh, you know, does this show come out like clockwork every Wednesday? Heck no. <laughs> We'd love for it to, but we're just two guys that work, you know, full time or part time with uh, coaching positions and children and life. You know, we wish this was our job, but <laughs> it's not. Frequently opposite schedules. Yeah. So, you know, we make it work. And thanks to you guys, we have the tools, we have the hosting fees, we have everything we need to do this when we can. And we love doing it with each other and for you folks. So if you don't give, consider giving a dollar, two dollars, a thousand dollars, every amount would be pretty awesome. Yes, it would. So thank you all so very, very much. Indeed. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on. Space Ghost. <laughs> uh...
Oh, sorry. I was like, for some reason, I was like, I'll wait for Eric to start. <clears throat> you can if you want to reverse it. No, no, I'm good, man. It's, it's this is just the the introduction to the opposites. No, um, 